Okay, wherever you are, you are welcome to the prayer experience. I hope you can see me and you can hear me loud and clear. It's the beginning of a new week and uh, we look forward to amazing things happening here on the prayer experience. Also, please do us a favor, share, 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 share this video. It's so important to share. Don't be selfish. Let somebody else know that it is time to pray. Also, please subscribe to the Daily Talks media channel. We've made progress in the last few weeks on the number of subscribers, but we need to keep going. We need to keep pushing forward. Also, we have the Prayer Experience Hotline. It's a UK landline number. So if you're dialing from outside the United Kingdom, remember to put the plus four four and also share your comments. Uh, prayer request and praise reports. Let's know what the Lord is doing in your life. And if you need any prayer requests, uh, just put it down there. Uh, right now, there are people, members of the Prayer Experience team who will be happy to take up that prayer request and we will pray over them. God not only hears prayers, he also answers prayers. And so let's get cracking right now as we go into Thanksgiving. Let us give thanks. And I have a scripture here from 1 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 8. It says, give thanks to Yahweh, call on his name, proclaim his deeds among the people. It says, give thanks to God, give thanks to Yahweh. Some translation says, give thanks to Jehovah. He is worthy of our praise. We need to just bless him wherever you are now. You know what? I want you to thank the Lord for the gift of life, the gift of health. Even if you're not 100% in health, if you've got a niggling pain here and there, it's still every reason for you to give thanks because you never know as you thank the Lord, he will do more. When Jesus had a few fishes and loaves of bread, he lifted it before the Lord, gave thanks, and it multiplied and fed the multitude. And so let's give thanks wherever you are, in your living room, in your kitchen, indoor, outdoor, whether you are at work and you've taken your break time to pray, it doesn't matter. Let's give thanks wherever we are. Father, we want to thank you. We want to bless you. We give you praise. We honor your name. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you because you are with us. You never leave us and you never forsake us. We also thank you for the gift of life. That we are alive today is by your mercy, is by your grace, is by your love. And we want to thank you for that. We give you praise. We honor you. We bless your name forever. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Okay, I want to take us into the inspired word. And you know, today I want to talk about importunity in prayer. And uh, you remember the story of the friend that came in the middle of the night to wake up his friend because he had some guests and needed help. And the friend didn't was reluctant to get up, but eventually did something. That was the parable, the story that Jesus gave. And I want us to pick up that story from Luke chapter uh, 11, verse 8 to verse 10. And Jesus began to say something. He says, I tell you, even though this friend will not get up 
to provide for him because of their friendship or his friendship. He said, yet because of the man's persistence, look at that. He says, because of the man's persistence, he will get up, give him as much as he needs. Then Jesus further went on to say, and I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds and to him who knocks, the door will be open. Isn't that amazing? Jesus was giving us that parable. And he says, if that man, that man is not going to get up in the middle of the night because uh, of their friendship, he's not going to say, my friend is knocking. No, but because the friend was persistent, because the friend was adamant, because the friend won't go away, because the friend was committed to getting what he wanted, Jesus said the man will reluctantly have to get up from the bed and say, I've got to do this. If I don't do this, this man is not going to let me and my children sleep. And that is a, a lesson for intercessory prayer. A lot of people don't understand what intercessory prayer is all about. It's about persistence, number one. It's persistent. It's you don't give up. You keep praying. We're praying for our nations. We're praying for the church. You know, if you get easily bored by the same prayer request, then you're not called into the ministry of intercession. Because when it comes to the ministry of intercession, you go again and again and again and again. Just like Elijah told his servant, keep going and checking for the cloud. Keep going and checking for the cloud. Something's going to happen. The rain has to fall. We've got to see something. We have to see a sign. And he kept praying until something happened. Can I encourage us today? I don't know what has been paramount upon your heart. I'm speaking right now to members of the prayer experience uh, community. What is your heart coming maybe five days a week, four days a week. Some of us make it seven days a week. What is your heart? What is your desire? What is your motivation? I'm telling you, if our motivation is fecal, then we will give up along the line. But if we're determined, if we're persistent, if we say to God, God, we are not going to stop praying. We're not going to stop looking up to you. We're not going to stop crying out to you until we see the results of our prayer. That's the key. That's the key. You remember the story Jesus told in Luke chapter 18 of the persistent widow. She didn't give up. She kept bothering the judge. She kept bothering the judge. And that's the way to do it. We're praying for our children. We're praying for our children's children. We're praying for the young people. We're praying for this generation. We're praying for our government. We're praying for our leaders. We're praying for the church. We want to see the hand of God. We want a revival. We want an awakening. It's going to take persistence. It's going to take coming again and again and again and again and never giving up. That's the key to it. And I want us to have a moment of reflection right now. And in this time of reflection is to make a commitment is to have a resolve and say, God, I will not stop praying until I see the results of the prayer that I've been praying, praying for my nation, praying for my community, praying for my spouses, uh, my spouse, apologies, and for my children or for my friends and my family members that I know you're saved. Whatever it is, Lord, 
I am not going to give up until I see the results to this prayer. Can we pray right now? Can we commit ourselves to the Lord? We are going to be persistent. We are going to be, uh, would I say, positively stubborn in, in our prayer, in our coming to God. Jesus said, I say to you, when you keep knocking, the door will be open. When you keep seeking, you will find. When you keep asking, you will get the answer. Father, in the name of Jesus, here we are your people. And we've come to you, Lord, with a determination today. This week, Lord, as we come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, as we come every blessed day, not giving up in prayer. We come with a determination. We come with a resolve. We come with a heart. We come with an attitude that we will not stop, Lord, until we see the changes that we so desire, until we see your promises come to pass. Just like Daniel, he resolved to pray and 10 days went by, 15 days went by, 20 days went by, 21 days went by, and then the angel appeared to him. He says, from the very first day you began to pray, your prayers were answered, but the prince of Persia withstood me 21 days. But well done, this is my own addition now, well done, Daniel, for not giving up. Well done for being persistent in prayer. Well done for keeping on praying, because finally, here I am. Here are the results to your prayer. Yes, Father, that is our heart. That is our attitude. That is our resolve on the prayer experience and in this community. And Lord, we pray, open heavens over every home, open heavens over every life, open heavens over every individual on this platform, in our prayer life. We pray for fresh oil. We, we stand against distraction. We stand against self. We stand against pride. We stand against everything, Lord, that will hinder our prayers from being answered. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for praying that prayer. We're going to move that. We're going to shift that prayer now. It's the same prayer we're praying, but we're going to shift it to the church for an awakening unto prayer. An awakening unto prayer. And look at the scripture in Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6 and 7. It says, On your walls, O uh, Jerusalem. Isaiah 62, 67. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have posted watchmen. <laughs> I like that. It said, They will never be silent day or night. You who call on the Lord shall take no rest for yourself. Look at that. That is a powerful scripture. Jerusalem refers to the church. Jerusalem refers to God's people. You know, the figure of speech there of a city. When God is speaking to a city in the Old Testament, he's speaking to his people. And in the New Testament, he's speaking to the church. And I want us to pray for the church and say, God, raise up watchmen. Raise up watchmen that will not be silent day or night. Watch men and watch women who will call on the Lord and take no rest for themselves. That is, they will not be selfish in their prayers. It's not just about, Lord, give me bread. It's not just about, Lord, give me food. It's not just about, Lord, give me shoes. Not about, not just about that. That's important. We need to pray 
for ourselves, but I'm saying the quantum quantity of our prayer goes beyond the selfish intent and you begin to uh, take on the heart of God and you begin to carry the burden of the kingdom and you begin to pray for the nations and you begin to pray for the church. Let's pray that the church will arise to our responsibility in prayer and begin to intercede and stand and pray that the kingdom of God and the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to pray for the church and awakening unto prayer, and awakening unto prayer for the body of Christ, not east, south, and west, that each and every one of us, O oh God, who are called by the name of the Lord, Father, put a burden upon our heart, put a passion upon our heart, put a desire upon our heart, a desire to pray, to see your will being done, to see your kingdom come, to see your purposes fulfilled in the lives of individuals, in the lives of our family members, in the lives of our young people, in the lives of, of people within our various congregations. Oh God, give us a passion, give us a desire. Let us awaken to prayer where we've gone to sleep, where, we, where, where, we, where we've become weak and weary, where we're no longer passionate, where we where our heart has gone cold. Help us, oh God, help us today. We pray, we pray for pastors and leaders of churches that they will uh, bring prayer back uh, as, the, as one of the most important things in their churches, in their ministries, in their missions, uh, whether missionaries or pastors or evangelists, that prayer will take again the center stage, the heart to pray, the desire to pray. Father, help us. Let there be a revival. Let there be an awakening. Let there be a move of the Spirit of God, waking us to intercession, calling us to intercession, calling us to prayer. We pray that over the nations, the church in the United Kingdom, the church in the United States, the church in Canada, the church in Asia, the church in India, the church in Iraq, the church in Iran. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the church across Africa. Awaken us up, oh God. Awaken us up, oh God. Stare our heart. Stare our mind. Stare us up, oh God, by the power of your spirit. There are intercessors uh, who have become weary. Lord, I want to pray for intercessors that have become weary. Men and women that have become tired because they are saying, Lord, how long, how long before you show up? And they become weary and they become tired. We strengthen the feeble knees. We strengthen the feeble knees. Let the hands that hang down, let them be lifted up again in the name of Jesus. Let the intercessors, let the watchmen, let the watchwomen, Take their place again in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray amen and amen. I want us to pray for the nations. You know, my heart desire has always been that people will come to know Jesus. You know, healing is temporary. Healing is only needed here on earth. You know, when we get to heaven, we don't need healing. So it's only here on earth. Prosperity is temporary. The, 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 the streets of heaven, they are made of gold. So we don't need money or we don't need prosperity when we get to heaven. It's all there. What else can you talk about that we really need here on earth that we're going to need in heaven? 
One thing that we need on earth here that will take us into heaven is salvation. And I want us to pray that men and women will come to know Jesus. That's the most important thing in any man's life, in any woman's life, to know Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, to receive him as Lord and Savior, to have our names written in the Lamb's book of life. What a blessing and a privilege it was for, uh, for myself to be able to see a man who was literally uh, at the point of giving up to lead him to the Lord last week, to say, uh, Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior. And he gave his life to the Lord. A couple of hours later, he went home to be with the Lord. What a joy. The Bible says there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. I can, I can imagine that there was celebration in heaven, and there's still celebration in heaven over every single person that comes into heaven. Look at this scripture in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. He said, the Lord is not slow in counting his promise, as some understand slowness. He was referring to people who are saying, Jesus, come back quickly, come back quickly, come back quickly. He said, the reason Jesus hasn't come, it's not because God is slow. It's not because Jesus is slow. No, but he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance until the last man and the last woman who can possibly be saved. You know, some people you can preach till the cows come home, they will not give their lives to the Lord. They are still stubborn, they are so hard-hearted, but there are some people who they just need that chance. Even those people who are stubborn-hearted, if we pray long enough, if we pray, he says, God will break up the fallow ground. The rain of righteousness will fall and it will soften their heart. Do you know anybody like that? Do you know people like that? Can we pray right now and say, God, soften their heart, soften the heart of the stubborn, soften the hard-hearted people, soften those people who say in their heart that they're there is no God. The Bible says only the fool says in his heart that there is no God. People who have gone their ways like sheep led astray. We pray for the nations. We pray that men and women will come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. We pray that they will repent, that they will turn away from their wicked ways. We pray that you will touch their heart. We pray for our spouses. We pray for husbands or wives children, grandchildren, grandparents. Some of us have parents who are not yet saved. We have grandparents who are not yet saved. We have people in our family that are not yet saved. They are so stubborn to the gospel. Lord, we pray that they, they, they hadn't had, they hadn't resolved. Their stubbornness will be removed in the name of Jesus. We just pray, Lord, that you will touch hearts, you will touch lives, you will touch individuals, you will touch people. We want to see more and more people in our nation come to know Jesus. More and more people in our land come to know Jesus. That all over Asia, people People will turn to Jesus all over North America, all over South America, Brazil, Argentina, Cuba, uh, 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 Chile, all of those places, the Caribbean nations, Lord, we pray for them, that Lord, may more people will turn to you. We'll pray for those nations in North Africa, Lord, that are predominantly anti-Christians. Will you touch their hearts? Will you show them that this Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life? And if there's anyone right now praying with us, Lord, who, who is not really 
really, really sure of their salvation? Will you touch their heart? Will you reveal yourself to them? Will you let them know that you love them and you died for them? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I cannot finish without going into healing prayers. And you know, yesterday in our local church in Preston, we were sharing about the dynamics of, of healing. We were looking at the reason for healing. The reason for healing is that Jesus died for us. The reason for healing is that he shed his blood. The reason for healing is that not just for our sins, but for our sickness as well, our diseases as well. He took them. If we can hold on to that, if we can hold on to that tenaciously, hold on to the truth tenaciously and not give up in spite of our symptoms. Uh, we talked about what, what a symptom is and what an, uh, an infirmity is. A symptom is the pain that you feel. But I'll tell you, the real sickness has been taken by Jesus. What you sense in your body now, that's just a symptom and that can go away you know with the touch of the Lord we've seen cancer healed we've seen tuberculosis healed we've seen arthritis healed we've seen Jesus the Bible says this Jesus still heals today look at this scripture in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 14 it says heal me I like that doesn't that scripture just melt you every time you read it? He said, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. There's no ambiguity about it. There was no maybe you will, maybe you won't. No, he said, heal me, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. Is anybody praying that prayer right now? Come on, let's agree together. Whether you're on the platform right now or you're watching this later on, let's release our faith together. And, and if you want to agree with somebody, you know, someone who needs this healing, who needs the power of God. There are people on, in our community. We've been praying for you every day. And we believe without any shadow of doubt that your testimony is around the corner. Your praise is around the corner. Your story is going to get better. It doesn't matter. Weeping may endure the night. Joy comes in the morning. It might, look it might look impossible today, but the impossibility will give way to possibility because God has a purpose for your life. He has a plan for your life. You will not die. You will live and declare the works of the Lord. Come on, let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray. We pray together as a family in this community. We pray for, for people in this community, Lord. We know people, Lord who are, are unwell, people who have symptoms of infirmities, symptoms of sickness, symptoms of pain, Lord. We know people and we rebuke that spirit of infirmity. We rebuke that spirit of sickness. We rebuke that spirit of disease. In the name of Jesus, we command that pain to go. We command that infirmity to go. We command that tumor to die to its root in the name of Jesus and, and be flushed out of the body. We speak to your blood cells. Receive the life of God. We speak to your muscles. Receive the life of God. We speak to your bones. Receive the life of God. We speak to your brain cells. Receive the life of God. Receive the life of God. And we plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of us. 
Father, your will is that we live long enough so we can serve you, so we can do your will, so we can establish your kingdom here on planet Earth. You said with long life, you will satisfy us and show us your salvation. We clutch onto that promise. We hold onto that promise and we refuse to give up like the persistent widow in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We bless your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Wow, where did the time go? <laughs> where did the time go? It's like we started five minutes ago. But I tell you, I tell you, some of you have an outstanding testimony that is on your way. Just thank God right now and say, Father, thank you for the testimony. My testimony, my story, my story is being, is being prepared. And when the fullness of time comes, I will celebrate and I will rejoice. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know what? I want to say massive thank you to every one of you who is on the platform today praying whether live or recorded. I was amazed the other day. I looked at the figures of our audio podcast and, and we're pushing towards 5,000 listens. That means the prayer experience has been listened to about 5,000 times isn't that a blessing? We will never know some of the testimonies of what God is doing until maybe eternity. So thank you for praying with us. Please subscribe to our media channel. We've talked about it again and again. We'll keep pushing it. Subscribe to the audio podcast. We're available on iOS and on Android. But one good thing is that we're always back the day after and the day after and the day after. God bless you. Uh, it's been a joy to bring to you uh, the prayer experience today. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye. See the
Jesus Christ.